0: (laughs) we were just spamming for like five minutes
1: making the doofiest fucking jokes and realized that the recording wasn't going thank god i well yeah you guys you guys didn't really miss anything (laughs) no you did not you did not welcome to all the fucks we give them all we take them all we take them all oh. we do we take all of us too i've got
0: my little fuck basket over here collecting <laughs> them in <laughs> you know storing them up in times of need <laughs>
1: fuck repository fuck
0: <laughs> repository
1: <laughs> uh, i'm jen ponton i'm lillian bustle and this is a podcast about caring so much with your giant raw beating heart that just won't leave
0: you alone you know. it's about feelings and fifis
1: uh,
0: yeah and it feels is. What else is it about fevers? Oh, yeah. Probably. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> emotional <Wait>. nightmares. <laughs> Done.
1: Done. Yeah. It's about crying on buses. <laughs> I'm crying right now because you cried on a bus 20 years oh, ago. Oh, no. Yes. I mean, oh. And that's the thing, guys. It really doesn't go away. If you think it does, we applaud you we respect it however that I mean, is not the
0: reality i have a better better handle on i was um i was a frayed mess at one point no. just like <laughs> coming apart i don't know if you want to destroy my sweater oh. like i was whoa whoa, whoa. honestly just like <laughs> flapping in the wind for so long and now i have i'm much more grounded um but uh like for the last i don't know 8 months to yeah starting probably in the spring i i was actually trying not not to not care but i wound up really disassociated with my feelings and it wasn't until i started taking welbutrin that i was like oh wait mm-hmm. oh where i cuz i can only work things through by processing i can't shove them down i can compartmentalize to a certain extent but I, I can't be the person who lives in denial because then I just like choke and die on my Absolutely. own emotional vomit. <laughs>
1: right. there, That option doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. And I uh, I would dare say that anyone who is a victim of the human condition can only exercise that for so long. Sure. Like I know there are people who cope th- and, and glide through life like that. But think about how much you're not living. And also yes. maybe think about how much how much you want to die on a daily basis. Yeah. But I also <laughs> do think
0: that there are people for whom emotions are simpler. Oh, for sure. Yeah.
1: For sure. So whether you are one of us and everything is really goopy and messy and tender, or whether you, your emotions are much simpler and more streamlined and you're just fascinated by people who feel basically in like synesthesia. Oh, yes, for sure. For sure. This podcast is for you. Oh, my gosh.
0: I can taste my own memories.
1: Oh, my God. Ain't that the truth? Most of them taste like <laughs> like Vienna <laughs> like <being the> sausages. <laughs> Aspic and s'mores. What?
0: Um, oh, well, I mean, I posted about this, but uh, you know, we're always like, is big brother listening to us or our phones listening to us all the time. We've been making these aspect jokes Confirm. on and off. And the other day, Facebook was like, would you like to join this group where people talk about their aspect creations? And I was like, that's it. Fuck it. Zuckerberg.
1: I'm done. Oh, my, I'm done. God. And also, I'm joining this. <laughs> also, I did. Yeah, did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm ruined. <laughs> Mm. I don't. I mean, there's something about it where I'm like, but I'm also like, Ooh,
1: right? What is it? I need to. I need to actually see what the ingredients are here.
0: Yes, I'm not going to make do, it, need, but I'm just
1: going to make fun of it. I'm going to breathe shallowly into a paper bag while I look at it. <laughs> <laughs> Celery and tiny marshmallows. Oh, <laughs> sign me up. <laughs> oh God. So, um, today. Uh, we've we've been we've really been taking you back in time a lot. And granted, so many feelings are f- are from the past, and that's cool. We can stay there a lot. Um, however, today we're we're venturing a bit more into adulthood and the ups and downs of that because we're going to talk about really weird fucking jobs we've had, <laughs> which like combined, you guys, <laughs> you guys, <laughs> the lives we've lived. Yeah, I got some doozers. <laughs>
0: I, honestly, like one of the, so I should say that when I was young, there was something about offices. I mean, I lived in a small town. And so anytime it was like, go like a Girl Scout trip to like somebody's parents' office or whatever, all I could think of was, was the fluorescent light and the rugs that hadn't been vacuumed enough and just like a Mm -hmm. hallway full of file cabinets. And I couldn't concentrate on whatever the person was trying to talk about what the business was that they did because I was like, how can anyone be in here for six to eight hours a day? I'm dying right now. Oh, no. Like I can feel my brain sizzling. Oh, no, I can't be in those environments. Like I can't. Um, My mom used to do phone banking for um, local politicians and stuff like that. She would drag me along with it and I would have to sit. In similar offices oh, no. with fluorescent lighting, temporary offices, no. Yes, less. Oh. like on the floor in a dark, half lit corner, doing my homework. No. smelling the carpet, <laughs> eating my Wendy's, and I, um, I decided at a young age that I did not want to be a business person because of that. Mm-hmm. Isn't that horrifying? That's horrifying. That, that I was like, real horrifying. this is what business is, and if it means being in this environment. I am not going to be that, so I like leaned all the way into artistic shit.
1: That's interesting because, despite the fact that I never did it ever really, um, I had an I had an opposite uh, experience in my life. So my mom, my mom in particular, worked for an insurance company for a billion years, and they had Bring Your Child to Work Day annually, and she can vouch for this. Every time she would take me, they like. They made the day so fun for the kids. There was a cafeteria there. They would put on like a big auditorium presentation where they would make what they did very uh oh, accessible for kids. There was no effort
0: put in any of this at all. Oh god. my god,
1: my mom's <laughs> business was amazing. And if I if like <laughs> if I had had four fewer brain cells and was like, "I want to do this." I absolutely could have just gone there and, and like gotten myself a job. Sure. And, and lived that life. And to me and I think I even get the sense from her that this was mostly the case. Like they did do work but anytime I was there no one was working. They <laughs> were playing like interdepartmental pranks. Everybody's cubicles and offices had so many <laughs> toys in them. My mom's own office was covered in like masquerade masks with feathers and Mardi oh. Gras beads and art that I had made. Oh. And um and, and my dad had gotten her, like, a stuffed gunned um, uh, um, golden retriever stuffed oh, animal. So that geez. only lived at work. So I only got to see that when I was at work with her. Oh. Like, her work was a magical place to me. Wow. And I was convinced that she only went there to have fun. And everybody was so so nice to me. That's amazing. Yeah. So I thought... Office jobs were the business.
0: Well, also, neither one of my parents had steady employment throughout my entire life. Right. So there was no close role model. It was like stopping off with friends when somebody's lawyer mom had to pick up briefs. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It wasn't Mm -hmm. like, uh, my mom would occasionally, she was like a sample lady for a while. Like that's the kind of stuff that she did. She picked up like random. Like temp jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Um, so I never saw any kind of stability. And again, if you can't see it, you can't be it. I am definitely a victim of the whole rich dad, poor dad thing. Like if you don't have someone in your life explaining how, you know, you can have this stability and your creativity at the same time and you just have to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, then you're like, oh, I guess I'm living in a basement apartment in Harlem and eating ramen for the rest of my life so right. that I can be happy right. with my art.
1: Yeah. Which is... Oh, really awful mm-hmm. and like and it's very very difficult to find artistic um mentors and role models oh yeah forget Super it awful.
0: largely because nobody wants
1: to give away the secrets because there's only opportunities for so many people right mm-hmm. which is a scarcity mindset yes and it's getting better it is but also like oh my god what how it could change lives like I have spent so much of my adult life trying to help artists get out of scarcity mindset and undo all of the work that we've been just conditioned to do and assume that we're going to be eating cat food to be happy and living in a squalor to be happy, which is never really happiness at all. Like. It can seem groovy when you're like 19. It was fun at (laughs) first. I lived in a hovel when I first graduated. (laughs) I lived in a weird fucking place and I paid so little in rent. I paid like 400 bucks a month. Mm -hmm. It was an illegal apartment. and I lived in an illegal apartment. Yeah. And it was the first time I ever had... A, a double bed. I had lived in a twin bed yes. my entire life. Doesn't it feel so good? And it was a mattress that came with the apartment, which now is a thirty-six-year-old like, no. but as a twenty-three-year-old, really? I was like, yeah. My, I was twenty-two. I was twenty-two when I moved in there, and um, yeah, I was like, this is the shit. And I like slept in my big bed, and I lived in my weird or <sighs> illegal apartment, and I paid so little in money that I could, I could afford to right. figure my jobs out, right, and not you know, like just totally nosedive into something terrible. I, uh, I have such a
0: few, I think one of the reasons why, so I've had a million jobs.
1: Most of them have
0: been weird. Not all of them have been bad weird, but uh, most of them have been super weird. Um, and then the ones that weren't were regrettably normal. So like
1: attracts, like, yes, exactly. Yes,
0: exactly. um, however it wasn't until let's say the last 10 years that I really valued my own worth to not stay, in opportunities to not feel completely stuck and bogged down in a job whether it's um what is it called so the concept of the sunk cost fallacy is um like in in business decision making you've already spent so much time trying to make something good that you want to keep at it instead of being like oh i've been beating my head against this wall let me go at least find another wall (laughs)
1: So it's essentially about not giving up because giving up would lose you all of the time and effort. That's that- but that's what your brain has tricked you into. When in fact you should oh. be like, oh, this is do this. This is
0: I'm not getting the hint. Like this isn't working. It's not working. It's not working. It's not working. You putting more time in it isn't necessarily going to make it better. It's like when you're standing in a long line and you see another one moving faster, but you're afraid to change lanes, right? right, right because you, right. you're like, well, I've already been
1: in this line because so you've made long. the it has to move at some point. Got right? it. Oh. Interesting, but then of course, you see people you see companies lean into that even more so, and then they'll just like they'll start something and end it immediately. And you're like, give it a yep. moment, yeah, give this TV show at least three seasons, uh-huh. right? So, like, oh, there are big pros and cons about that, mm-hmm. big, 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 yeah. <laughs> but mine,
0: mine led me to feeling trapped in terrible things. Oh, yeah, my first terrible thing, um. Not ever, but when I moved to New York, I it was still of an era when you would like flip through the Village Voice for job listings, and you would look at things in the back, and you couldn't tell what was. There was no way to research a company except for going to the office. Right, you know what I mean? You couldn't be didn't like, exist. You were here yeah. in like two thousand, right? Yep. Yeah. So you can be like, dear Google, is this in the Consumer Reports thing? Like, is anybody complained about this? What are the Yelp reviews? Da da da. Uh-huh. So it was like. <laughs> And now I know to stay away from any listings like this was like, are you good with people? Are you self motivated? Do you like to set your own goals and and push yourself to blah, 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 blah? This opportunity is for you. So, what it was, Um, have you ever seen anytime I'm making that face, I'm trying to squeeze the answer out. Yep. So this job, it was like, have you ever seen Requiem for a Dream?
1: No, actually.
0: Okay. Um, I'm going to come back to that. And I've seen
1: The Cell, and I always confuse The Cell. Yes, no, Re- no, no, no. <laughs> They're very
0: different. Both horrifying. Both make you feel like you have to take 18 baths afterwards <laughs> and just like rub all the <laughs> – but um, the job was to get individual paper tickets for comedy clubs and then go to different places and sell the actual tickets, like get people to give you money on the street or at a college, or wherever it was that you wound up
1: going. Ah. You can keep that. That was beautiful. <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> I blew that over my shoulder. Um, She's the greatest burper of all time, I'm y'all. I'm really good.
0: I learned it from my sister.
1: I learned it from you, Beth. <laughs> I learned it
0: from watching you. So um, I don't remember the name of the company, but they had different... Um, some people were trying to sell, uh, tickets to like hair salon packages. Some people were trying to sell tickets to dinner cruises. And the thing of it was none of it was really a scam. You actually did get to go to the dinner cruise. You actually, if you bought the hair package, you actually got a nice haircut at a nice place, right? There was nothing untoward about that. However, we had to get there. I think we had to get there at like six 30 in the morning. Um, it was an office right across from the big uh, library with the lions. So I was like, "Oh, I feel like I'm really in New right, York right. now." Like I was like, "Yep,
1: <laughs> strolling around."
0: Yep. yep. There was no real dress code, which I was being sent to college campuses to try to sell things. So you were tr- they were trying to have us blend in, and they pegged me because they were like, "You still look like a college kid." Absolutely. So um, we would we would walk into like the little foyer area, and they would have music on that was so loud that you couldn't talk to anybody. The whole point was to get jazzed up. And be like, good morning. All bouncing. Have some coffee. Blah, blah, blah. What? No, 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 no. So too loud to talk to anybody. Then they would shuttle you into a side room to do practice pitching for your sales pitch. Every morning, you had to do like role play to practice pitch your fucking comedy club tickets. No. Uh, I think mine was for Comic Strip Live. So you immediately, it's too loud to talk to each other. They shuffle you into a room where you this are not like the allowed Wolf to talk to each Street, other. like Wall Street, but
1: like. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> So
0: in I when I saw Requiem for a Dream, I shrieked because there's this part where they're like, um, they're trying to hype somebody up to give a pitch, and they're like, juice by duty, juice by Judy, go juice. And that's what this group would do. You were trying to give, you were trying to go up and give your juicy pitch.
1: And they mm. would be like, juice,
0: juice, juice, juice. Oh, that's culty. I don't like oh, that. Oh for <laughs> short. However, I, <laughs> I was still kind of on the cusp of like. At like Christian camps and stuff, there's a lot of like chanting and like, let's get up and like mantra sure. and like, and like jumping around and like for no reason, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, all right, I can relate to this, whatever. I like to get my blood flowing in the morning, blah, blah, blah. Oh. So then we would literally, they would split us off into teams and then I would have to like run to a train to Fairleigh Dickinson and Teaneck Oh, to try to sell these kids in New Jersey. Tickets to Comic Strip Live.
1: And that's barely a campus. I used to live down the oh, road from there. Barely a campus. My illegal apartment was literally like a mile from there. <sighs> it is bar- There are like four students there. And yes. every building is suspended in 1973.
0: Oh, it's so weird. Oh, it's There's like so a moat. Weird. People call it fairly ridiculous. <laughs> that's accurate. So, um, yeah. Uh, these also, these kids aren't coming into the city. Si- no college student is crossing a state boundary for entertainment. You no. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Nobody has that kind of money. Nobody has that kind of time. Right. But they would have us go into classrooms. We had no right to be on the campus at all. Into classrooms, knock on the door and be like, hey, I'm with special events. Can I Can I talk about the program? And the professors never read memos. So they didn't know that we weren't with the college right never once did a professor say that we couldn't come in and talk we would go into whole lecture classes and be like hey i don't know if you guys remember but last year we did xyz and this year the special events program is doing this and we would sell these tickets did someone come to your school and do that no oh okay
1: well and maybe Goldfish brain. Oh, no. But I ended up doing a similar thing for my very evil corporate overlords. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> I had one corporate job for a very long time where I wore a million hats. And when they realized I could wear a million hats, they mm. had me do it. I was mm-hmm. hired as an actor, and I liked the acting. And they were like, oh, this girl's good at marketing and advertising and and cold calling and blah, 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 blah. Because they were real evil corporate overlords and- they just, you know, they wanted to get the most out that they could. Uh-huh. But they absolutely had me and, like, one of our other young collegiate-looking actors. And we were still young. It was – I remember we were doing this in 2008, so I was only 24 anyway, which means I looked 15. <laughs> and, uh, and they were like, we are, we're going to send you uh, – we didn't even have to wear – we didn't have to wear a uniform you had to look like a college kid, yeah. as I recall. Yep. It might have been like, look like a college kid, but also like you're not a dirt bag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and we would go, like, when they were doing this promotional push, you would self-report. You'd show up at Kane University, at Rutgers, at Fairleigh Dickinson, at whatever. Um, and we were expected to flyer. For our own programs, because my corporate overlords were test prep, essentially. Oh, okay. Test uh-huh. um, and uh And so what I did was strictly medical, but there were a bunch of other evil wings that were like, let's make money off of people who need to do anything mm-hmm. with their life. Right. <laughs> who need to take the GREs, who need to take the LSATs, yeah, LSATs the MCATs, yeah. the blah, blah, blah. Um, and so they would have us go to these programs and they would show us where the like where the legal studies were, where the sciences were. Where, oh, yeah. And they would have us go into classrooms and make an announcement and be like, hey, we've got flyers here for this thing. You should come do it. Can you even – there's no way that you can do that these days. No! No. No way. Nope. I remember – it must have been 2008, because as I was crossing through a cafeteria, CNN was on, and it was as the market was crashing, and it's just, like, flashing red oh, scrolling no. letters, and I'm like, what is happening? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah. So it sounds like a little less skeevy because it wasn't like, come see comedy or get a haircut in New York. <laughs> it, at least it was like, come spend money for our company. Right. Come do a school thing kind of. Uh, right. But yeah, I, I did that. Oh God, I, And I actually, I kind of liked it because I could self-report and I was very independent. I could basically be alone all day.
0: Oh, I did not like that part. I would just, I would get um, upset, and I would go find a, a place to get a giant coffee, and I would chain smoke, oh, and then I just wouldn't do the rest of my job. So, and at the end of the day, you had to come back with um, the tickets that you hadn't sold, and of course the money. Um, and I think that I want to say I got two dollars off of every ten dollar ticket that I sold, something like that.
1: Well, as I recall, we neither had a creepy uh, a creepy chanting in the beginning, and we also Juice by Jen, <laughs>
0: Juice by Jen, Go <laughs>
1: Juice. There was, And there was also no, like, follow-up, how effective were you? I don't believe. Oh. I think we essentially had to fly her and then get the fuck out. And there were absolutely times where I just, like, left early. Or it was such a dead day mm-hmm. that it was like, well, we're not getting the student interaction we need, so go uh-huh. home.
0: To that, my trainee trainer would say, there's no bum territory. There's only a bum in the territory. <laughs> I feel like they could have done a better job with that. I feel
1: like there was a there was a bigger opportunity. I mean, he
0: was probably only twenty three anyway. <laughs> like he was barely older than me. He was still no. young enough that he looked like a college student. So anyway, um, <laughs> I came back one night. Uh, came up to the office. We would come back really late. I remember the first oh, day we no. stayed. The first day we stayed out so long. That I was like, oh, my shoes aren't good for this. I have to get new shoes. We stayed out so late that Kmart was closed, which was the only place that was open late at night where I could get shoes. Oh, my
1: God. And I was like,
0: the city that never sleeps. Yeah. So if I was supposed to be there at 630 in the morning I wasn't coming back until 9 o'clock at night, that was like a whole week of not having Ew. good shoes.
1: Oh, no. Yeah. It was awful.
0: So then- Were your feet
1: mad yet or were they mad after oh, that?
0: the whole time. Uh-huh. All of it. Um, I also didn't know- how to buy nice shoes but yeah anyway, well anyway, you
1: were 23
0: right yeah. no one had explains to me no the benefits of art support so Bless. um i come back in i've got like this folder of these tickets i've got the list of the ones that i sold i got my money they count it look at each other and they ask me to go into this other room where i absolutely kid you not there was a man in one of those like windbreakery track suits with like <laughs> Greasy hair oh and a big gold chain, and I'm not fucking kidding you. A German Shepherd also wearing a gold chain around its neck, no, 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 no. sitting at a lit uh, desk with nothing in the room but the desk, the dog, like and a chair. A cop interview? Oh yes, yes. And they sat me down. I was like, I don't know what's happening. And they were like, uh, So we counted you out, and it looks like you're a little short. And I was like oh, I'm really sorry. I thought that I had counted it right. Like I, oh. I wasn't, I'm not great at math. Can we, can we go through this? And he was like, you know, you know what's short. And I was like, I do not. In I fact, assure you I, you I, I just not. told you that I am bad at oh math. God.
1: Do you know what it was? Well, $2. Oh, fuck them.
0: So I quit that
1: job. However, thank God. thank God you were able to yeah well yeah, that was Jesus it was Christ. only because I
0: was so scared yeah and, and again I was like, if you're gonna do this to me over two dollars well right which and I yeah I wasn't stealing mm-hmm. right <laughs> I just fucked up. So I was like goodbye but I have my friend Tom um, stayed on with it selling uh, circle line tickets. And he did really well. Like he made a shit ton of money because he was allowed to go around by himself in tourist parts of New York City. He didn't have to spend, yeah. we had to spend our own money to get those train tickets. Oh
1: my God. Cause you were, yeah. Ugh. Anyway,
0: that was probably
1: the worst, but maybe I'll come oh. up with another worst job. Okay. So here's my job that wasn't a job. This is absolutely a scam. I have part of two scams. Yay. Fucking A. This is your Eleanor Shellstrap oh, moment. God help me. Yeah. I've been part of two scams. Um, okay. So the one that really, really, really absolutely uh, fucked me up, like FBI fucked me up. Um, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> this was immediately prior to us meeting, by the way. Okay. Um, so so uh, Lillian and I have known each other. To backtrack a wee bit. Known each other probably since two thousand seven or two thousand eight, maybe. Yeah, that sounds right. And and we met working retail at honestly one of the best jobs I've ever had. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no complaints about that one. Uh, immediately prior to that, lots of uh, so so. I'm an actor. Here is the here is the um, the. Here's the boilerplate actor advice. Do not work with an agent who asks for money up front. Right. Every book tells you this. Yep. Every single book. It's like, this is how you know it's a scam. Mm-hmm. This is how you know it's a scam.
0: If they want you to, to hire their photographer to get new pictures. Right.
1: You have to pay for a membership of any kind. Yeah. So it's 2007. I am 23. I have read all of the books. Mm-hmm. I really have. I did like... Phew. Y'all, I have a Virgo midheaven. I was on those details <laughs> to a T. I had read every book that I could find that was even remotely um, contemporary in terms of like how to how to do an acting business mm-hmm. um, after the year 1965. <laughs> so knowing that that was what a scam was, I avoided anything that was like, I'll represent you for $20. Mm -hmm. No, I'll represent you if you use my photographer. Absolutely not. However, I was, and many other young women, were fully unprepared for a brand new talent agency and production house. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. They advertised in backstage, Mm -hmm. in casting, uh, uh, not casting. Playbill? uh, Probably Playbill. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they put out a casting call that was basically like, we are beginning a production company, almost studio system like, we represent you and we're gonna make our own stuff. Mm-hmm. So we are looking for uh, we're, we're, def- we're looking for women only, which now makes sense in 2007. Mm, um, red flag. right. We are looking for women only who are funny, who sing, who. Dance, who, uh, who uh, do fire oh and, air, and actors, me, me. yeah, and so it was like they were at like Shetler Studios or something. They had gotten <laughs> studio space just like anybody else who's not illegitimate, right? And it was a, it was just rooms, a, a whole hallway full of young women. Uh, almost exclusively in their 20s, early 20s, -hmm. who were going to do a monologue or sing a song or do a dance or whatever. And uh, I probably did a monologue for them as my guess, And it was immediately followed by an interview with a woman. There were otherwise only guys around. And Mm. they were were guys who looked so – so put together that it was inappropriate right given Uh that it's an audition yeah so like the guys who were around were like in suits (laughs) like men in black yeah (laughs) yes but there was a woman in charge Mm -hmm. and now it's like you doy this was all she was in on it Mm -hmm. but she was meant to create a sense of Safety, safety, and trust. And uh, so you'd have your audition in front of, I forget who. And then if they liked your audition, it was like, hang here and we're going to do a callback interview mm-hmm. um, immediately following. I don't think it was out, on another day. And uh, and I sat down and I talked with her. And she was lovely. And I totally felt secure. And she was like, I think we'd love for you to be part of this uh, of this agency and production company. That would be great. So I was like, great, I've got an agent. That part wasn't so bad. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, there were like 15 women chosen for this. And we were all around the same age, all different ethnicities, all different backgrounds, um, made some some lovely friends at the time. Uh And what ended up happening was they were like, Okay, so you're going to start coming in for production meetings as we start to get things ready because we're all forming this together. So think about okay. being trapped in a conference room mm. in the Empire State Building <laughs> oh, no. for like 12 hours a day. Why? Wait, why? What, right. were you, what were you doing? And they were like, well, you're part of the production company, oh, so, God. so this you're is on your working. Shoulders. So there was start work paperwork. Okay. So... Did work paperwork for them that gave my address mm-hmm. and emergency contact and social and blah, 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 right. Um, they had work paperwork for all of us, which if you're a normal employer is probably fine. Mm-hmm. If you are a master scammer, a kind of a brilliant nightmare, Jeez. real smart. Real smart.
0: I'm so scared. Oh, oh like it's harmony. so bad.
1: Okay. So, so, and all of us had jobs. Like we had, jo- we were working, we were, we were performers, we were working part time, we were, we were doing retail, we were doing temping. And the guy who was in charge of this thing, uh was like well you're going to have to be here in the production meetings and if you're not i mean we'll we'll pay you we've got you on payroll so just come to work here these meetings were the most jim jones motherfucking like break you create doubt create reliance upon uh create um a sense of of need right mm-hmm. like 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 jim jones with his followers did did, he rehearsed the This Is Poison drink oh, sure. it. He rehearsed mm-hmm. it so many times over decades and decades and decades to ensure that they would listen to him when it was finally time. And so he was like, this is poison. You drink it now. And they'd all drink it. And he's like, haha, just kidding. And they're like, oh, my God. yeah, yeah Right? Yeah. That's essentially what was happening in this room in the fucking top of the Empire State Building for like 12 hours a day.
0: Oh, my God. So
1: I was working for Lush, and I was like, I, I, I can't come in. I got to cancel my shifts this week because I'm doing like production company month, as we're like figuring out what – and like they're all just – it's all just bullshit because what they're doing with all of our work paperwork is opening up credit cards and <gasps> loans in our names, all of us. Oh my 15, God. 15, 20 of us opening up loans and buying cars and like no, property. No. There is still stuff where, when I'm given those security questions, like through a credit bureau, they still have erroneous information that was made up. Mm. And I'm like, I know this is the answer you want because somebody planted it, but it still ain't the case. Wow. Oh, yeah. And so. Oh, baby. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And so, you know, we were like, okay, well, we're working. And we didn't know this was happening yet because the addresses given to all of these credit cards and loans was at the office in oh, the Empire so the State bills Building. the weren't
0: coming to you. They weren't
1: coming to me. Mm-mm. No, I didn't know what was happening. None of us did. Of course. Until like four months in. So basically from like October of 07 through like January or February – we're all showing up all day long. This guy is getting more and more psychotic and abusive. And he's absolutely – like he's picking his favorites. The, not not me. Um, he actually like turned people against me. And that was a really weird culty thing. Uh, and it like evened out. But I was like, oh, you are real oh, bad Oh, God. But like he picked three of his favorites and there was sexual abuse. Oh, um, and, and he would ensure that they felt isolated with him and uh, – Um, oh, it was so bad. And we would just sit in this room all day long and people are like, can we please go? I've got to go to, and he's like, if you really were, if you were, um, if you were committed to your career, you would know that this is, you know, there was so much shame, right? There was so much, you're not a real performer if you can't double down and start. Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. Where's your dedication? Don't you believe in yourself? Right.
1: And of course all of this is like, but we like each other. and we are all talented individuals. Mm -hmm. Like it was real fucked up and we never see the woman almost ever again. So basically, right. After she gets us locked in, she hands us off to this fucking man and he still sees her because he's the, she's the bait. But, um, and I mean, I'm, I'm sure that I'm sure that she was a nefarious individual, but, uh, we were like, where is she? Could could we see her? We like that one more. I mean, she's still bad, but look at the comparison. Yeah. Um. And and the guys that were always in suits, they were always in suits. They were always there. They were always keeping tabs on people. Um. We were essentially trapped in the Empire State Building for four months, and nothing, of course, got made. Nothing got produced. There was money coming out the wazoo. Obviously, that was fraudulent. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, uh, if only I still had that man, what a trick <laughs> um uh, like they 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 I can't remember what place it was they they like rented out this beautiful hall in midtown where they would have where they had like a this is the launch of the company celebration um my best friend was there, my boyfriend was there, like everybody Ugh. had their families there. And the, we really started realizing that something was wrong and we weren't getting paid. Yeah. Right. Uh huh. So, um, money was supposed to come and we'd get told like, yeah, 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 you'll get paid. You'll get paid. You'll get paid. And eventually you'd have to hound them for weeks and weeks. And it was to the point where I was like, I can't come in to the office today if you don't give me money because I don't have any to get there. Right. I don't have any money for a metro card. I don't have any money to pay my rent. I don't have any money for anything. And so, at that moment, they'd like, they'd like wire you or cut you a check for like a thousand dollars. Whoa! I mean, it was so fucked up. Wow. It was so fucked up. Um, and in February, thank God, thank God, this was not what it could have been. In February, they took us all on a company cruise. Can you imagine? Can you now imagine? I look back at this and I'm like, Jesus oh no. Christ! I could have been sold into sex slavery. Oh my god! Uh huh. They took us on a company cruise. We were on this old carnival boat that hadn't been restored since like 1986. I've had friends so that have gone kind of cruises like that too, mm-hmm. where it's like this thing is falling apart. Like, yeah, absolutely. What's up, Rust Bucket? Yeah. Were you guys the only ones on the cruise? No. Oh, okay, right. No, no, no. It was that full of normal people. Right. But they were like, you're Ready going on people? the cruise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were like, you're going on the cruise. We're going to do photo shoots. Make sure you bring your, like. Oh my God, it's like some fire festival shit. <laughs> uh-huh. Absolutely. And so. Oh my God, make this documentary. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's never occurred to me, Alex. I totally could. Make documentary. Fuck. Fuck. Yes. Um, yeah. And like, the awful thing is, it was also. I'll, I'll, so after that cruise, mm. I get back. I want to say there were maybe two girls who were not on it. Mm. I'm like, where are they? So, like, he, oh so, so the, the, the lead guy, he has weeded out the most rebellious, uh-huh. right? Of course. of course, the detractors, the ones who incite the most doubt. Mm. He mm. has already decided they're not talented enough, <laughs>
0: yeah. right?
1: Um, I have a feeling I was on that list at one point and I was, but I am a person who hates disappointing people.
0: I know, I know, I get it. So
1: as soon as he was like, bah, you did this disrespectful thing, I was like, no, 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 I didn't. I promise I I'm sorry because I'm 20 fucking three years old. I did all of that God too. damn it. So I get back from the cruise and I get this clandestine, clandestine. Sure. Either. I get this phone call from one of the girls and she's like, Can you talk? And it's one of the girls who's not on the cruise. And I'm like, Oh no, hostage. I'm like, What's going on? And she's like, You need to know what they've been doing. And she calls me with one other girl who wasn't there. And I'm like, What's going on? And they're like, They've been opening up credit cards. There are loans in our name. There are cars that have been bought. There's property that's been bought in our names. This is what's happening. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, Oh no. And they're like, you can't go back there. They're, they're like, I think they were like, we've already talked to the police. You can wow. come see, you can come see a lawyer with us. And I'm like, okay, go okay, for okay, those okay. women.
0: That's amazing. Mm-hmm. How did they find out?
1: I can't remember. I can't remember. Well, let's find them. It we was interview them so and documentary. Oh my god, I might need someone to do it for me because it's like, oh, I will do it. Okay, great, <laughs> great. Yes, do my horrible scam. I plan. will be your
0: Alexander Pelosi. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, um, so they, they tip me off essentially. And then I'm getting emails from the boss. Like, what are you coming in? And I'm like, Oh, I had a death in the family. Oh no. And I'm like, fuck, 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 fuck. And I talk to my family and my parents are horrified sure. and they're like, don't you dare go back there. Um, talk to the police, talk to this lawyer. Like, and so we did. And as we got into it with the police, they were like, just so you know, this is an FBI thing because we've, been, we've had our eyes on this man and these people for a long time. They've done this before in other cities like Miami and LA. They just change oh. it up a little bit every time so that it's hard to follow them. But this is an interstate scam. Wow. Felony. I mean, and then, so it only lasted in New York a little bit. A little bit longer, and all the girls who were still in were trying to contact me, and I just whoosh, uh, barn doors closed, sure. and um, and it must have fallen apart, and I can't remember how that happened because. I basically went into hiding yeah. as soon as that happened. God, and like, I would too. They knew where I lived. They had installed a phone in my apartment, and I was like, Verizon, hey. take this the fuck out. This is so creepy. I, I don't want... And I feel like I did not leave my apartment oh for months. Oh my God. Months. I was so frightened because it, it must have been obvious. You could have been wiretapped, man. I could have been wiretapped. I could have been murdered. It's a shock that I'm here. It really wow. is. And these like... These are not okay human, obviously, profoundly not okay human beings. Um, I feel like I didn't leave my apartment for months. I basically, Baby. right? I was even afraid to go to work because I, I Lush was like, are you coming back? And I was so afraid to be in Herald Square that close to the to Empire State, State Building. building I that do I, not blame
0: you at all.
1: Right? I was like, Oh my God. And, mm. and I, I know. And I remember I was like, well, I need real money. So I get, I want to go to work. And I remember going to work and just like feeling eyes on me. I felt like I was coming out of a cult. I felt like it was yeah. horrifying. And sometime within the next handful of months, they had dissolved in New York and they had gone off to LA and then they did the same fucking thing in LA. Hello and cops. I'm, why aren't you doing something? Well, I mean, they were, they were compiling and compiling and compiling. And I, for a long time, I kept calling the, the, um, Uh-oh, that makes me mad. Oh yeah. They were, I I kept checking in with the two detectives that were like on the case and they were like, we're working on it, working on it. I don't know if it's the same kind of thing that like is with the Golden State Killer where there's not going to be a trial until it's. Set but in stone. Were but, they yeah.
0: able to help you clear all of your credit?
1: Um, they were able. It that took a long time, and I remember uh, might have been Citibank. Citibank uh, took me to court, and I showed up. And the guy who was there, who was their lawyer, um, I showed up in Hackensack that day, and you know, there's. Thankfully, I haven't been to court enough where I where I know this process well. But you know, you like show up and see if at first you can like come to a deal. Yeah, yeah, before... oh, the mediation. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I show up and I'm there. Am I alone? A family friend, lawyer might have been with me. Maybe he might have been there, mm-hmm. or I might have been alone. And I show up and I'm in hack and sack, and I'm just I'm so done. It's been like a year, maybe at that point, maybe not that long. It's been a long time. And and I just keep like getting erroneous things that don't apply to me. Oh. And um, and their lawyer shows up and he's like – he's like loaded for bear and he sees me and he's like – he's like, you don't pay. And I'm like, I was scammed, man. I just got out of a company that stole my identity um, and that threatened and harassed and abused myself and a lot of other young women. And he – within like – Five minutes, he was like, Jesus Christ, kid, I am so sorry. Oh Let God. me clear this up for you, you poor thing. And I was like, I have a lot of PTSD right now. Could I just please go home and be oh, done with this? wow.
0: And thankfully, that
1: did end it. That That's did end amazing. it. It was amazing. Thank God. I mean, and he was hounding me for so long. It really took seeing me in person and of course, seeing like of course. how profoundly affected I was. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and I have... Some of the girls have reached out to me here and there, once in a blue mo- in a blue moon. But I do know that at least one of them stayed with this guy. No, right? No, and so I don't know. Let's make this movie, what? or at least write the
0: screenplay. What? Shit! Oh yeah, come, I on. come on,
1: come on! Thank you. Oh, my god. Yeah, right. Mm, oh my god! I that Ooh. I mean I've had
0: some shit. That was my that job, beats, not job. That beats everything. That beats at all of the terrible things that I've done.
1: Man, it took me forever to not be afraid to go back to Herald Square, which is awful because I was working in Herald Square yeah. a lot. Well, and it's already scary enough even if you don't
0: have a good reason to be afraid of it. It's <laughs> such a hellhole. <laughs> it's a fucking fissure vortex into the netherworld. Gross.
1: But it smelled good. It did. Just that part, though. What is that one part? You stuck your head out and it was all over. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh man. So it was my job, not job, but I thought it was my job for like four months, and then Fuck. and then it turned out I was in fucking Jonestown, and I was like, oh god, how did I get here? And uh, and that was that. I have one other scam story that's actually fun. It's funny. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you know the companies like Barbizon that are yeah. the they I'm are the they are uh, and and I don't even want to say this directly about Barbizon because I think they're. Places where where it applies and places where it doesn't, but there are companies like that that are the hire our photographers, get these shots, pay it pay it all through us. Yeah, right. It's not pay for an agent, but it's definitely pay for our classes. Our photographers right. are everything, and um, I worked for a company like that. Oh no. And I didn't know it was. And a friend had a friend had been teaching for them because uh, it, w- it focused on kids. Of course, it did. Um, and he was like, "Hey, do you want to come teach acting for this thing?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, hell yeah!" And that was even pre. That was like, when was that? That was probably immediately before oh. the the giant identity theft uh-huh. uh, cult nightmare. Um, he was like, Do you want to come teach kids acting? The, you're making like 30 bucks an hour or whatever. And I mean at 23, that's right. Yeah. You're like, well, I can retire. And I was like, yeah, I do. And he sort of like he was he was burying the lead. And he's like, so it's um, I mean, it's not really a real place. And I'm like, what does that what? mean? And he's like, they're kind of like, like you and I can do real work here, but they're kind of. A scam, and I'm like, okay. Why would he roll that out at the beginning? (laughs) He was pretty transparent. I mean, wow. I mean, but he was like, but you can do real work here, and you do get paid, but you'll have to um take your checks to a check cashing place as opposed to just to tip you off. And I'm like, okay, I've never Uh, been to a check cashing place in my life. I did that for a while. That's all I did at this job. And I was like, it's worth the $20 fee Mm -hmm. in order to not have to worry about my check bouncing, Mm -hmm. which I absolutely had to do because I did deposit at least one and it bounced. And I was like, hey, is this supposed to happen? And he's like, yeah, you're going to want to take it to like New
0: York. Yeah, hashtag relatable
1: content. So, um, So essentially, I mean, the funny part is, yes, this was absolutely a scam that like, advertised on the radio and was like, do you want your kids to be on? Hey kids, do you want to be on Disney? How about Nickelodeon? Uh You want to be on The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody? Get your mom or dad to bring you over to blah, blah, blah. And we'll come teach you how to be a star. Okay. Right. So that's why it was a scam. But if you actually took class with me or either of my friends, we were all, we all went to the same college together. You got real, you got real lessons. Yeah. And so we were actually being helpful to these children. Right. And like, he taught them commercial copy. I feel like I maybe taught them dramatic scene work. Um, a- another a- another friend of mine did like deep character work, and they're children, and it's real, and it's a scam. So they're really not good children. The screening That's is not funny. like. But kids still have that element of play yeah. that hasn't been beaten out of them yet so they're
0: ready to do that
1: kind yes of thing. and we actually we actually did the real work with them it wasn't uh, like we were like yes yeah, so yeah gonna be a stop we're like okay and then this is what it looks like and then you might want to go to an audition and we were yeah i miss working with kids for for theater yes that was really oh, fun right. that, and i had really nice kids and parents who loved me and like it was fine Well, that sounds like a
0: much better scam. That was
1: a way better scam. So that was like the good scam. That's amazing. I was
0: like the Glinda the Good Witch of that particular trash fire. I walked into a place like that one time. And the whole – so if you guys don't know anything about this, like you walk into a place, it's usually – again, it was like a poorly written ad somewhere at some point. And you would show up and there would be a waiting room full of lots of people. You know, everybody's got their headshots and resumes. And take you into a room. And this lady was like, she barely glanced at my resume. She's like, oh, yeah, 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 no, I can guarantee I can get you work. I can guarantee I can get you work. She flipped over. She was like, oh, but honey, you're so much prettier than this headshot. This is blah, 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 blah. Like, this isn't right. Like, do you pluck your eyebrows now? It's not plucked in this picture. It's just like, "Mm, I see what you're going for. But listen, here's what we're going to do. If you really want me to get, and she's like literally talking this fast. And there's a guy behind her who's just nodding. Oh uh, and no, she was like, that's she, such
1: a bad sign. So she
0: pops out this giant book of headshots and she was like, see here, see blah it's all about the eyes. It's the eyes talking, oh, and it's yes. like you gotta really make that connection, you gotta have that acting thought. So she womps out this giant book of headshots, and she's got famous people's headshots in there. which oh, no. obviously didn't work with them. Oh, but my like God, that's she was so like, funny. Look, 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 this is this is what she looked like when she came to us. They so would have like before and afters, like with their photographer. Sure. And this was back when you could have black and white headshots. So it wasn't that big of a difference no matter what you looked like. Everybody had to have the same, that white border mm-hmm. um, and this like mat, the matte paper mm-hmm. that you would get at reproductions. And it wasn't like any, it was, you were you were probably, if you were a dude, you might be like sort of squatting all sassy on like, a, <laughs> like one of the brick roads down in Fidei or Yay. something like that. Yay. With like your hand on your chin. Um, and she was like, listen, I can actually make this work. You're amazing. Your talent's being wasted. You gotta blah, blah, blah. But <laughs> Here's this we got to do. We got to make you look like this. This is what you have to do. So come back tomorrow with a check for six hundred dollars and blah 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 blah. And I was like, "Oh fuck no!" Because I was Good like, I had learned exactly enough to be like, so "I you am no strangers." Yes, <laughs> no
1: strangers.
0: Tigger and Pooh taught me well. Um, so I stormed with my with my cape waving behind me. I stormed into the waiting room and I was like, "Everyone, listen to me. This is a." Damn, these people are trying to blah 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 everybody's like looking up and dropping and like one or two people are like shaking their head like oh that's a crazy woman and i was like you need to understand you're not supposed to ever have to pay for representation blah 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 like i'm trying to get it out as fast as i can because i can see that guy that was standing behind her nodding right of course that's what they're there for I was like pretty much and this is what this is what they're gonna ask you to do. And it's you don't have to do that. Like this, they're not gonna get you any jobs, like blah, 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 blah. So they take me downstairs, like rode down in the elevator with me. And of course. Ooh. My face was hot. I was like, uh. And then this guy comes down and he was oh god, he was so hot. Um had like some kind of islander accent. And he was talking about how he and his wife had just moved to New York because he was trying to get into modeling. And I was like, well, you're going to kill that. (laughs) Um, And he was like, "But what do you mean? It's a scam. So we sat, you know, we stood downstairs and I talked to him for like 15 minutes and he still went back up and did it. No. I know. Oh. Anyway. Not a job, but I was Good like... you.
1: I wish you had stormed up to my office, except I really don't think that those people were safe at all. I would not be shocked in the least if they had, like, a shiv in the back of their pants. Oh, or, terrifying. I mean, my like, god. Oh. Uh, yeah, no. Oh, such a shudder. shudder. I don't think I've had a job where
0: I felt unsafe, specifically. I sure have. No, oh, God. No. Oh. I, I have had so many jobs, and I can't... Two of my weird, silly, funny ones. Uh, my first job was at Busch Gardens in Williamsburg at a place called Threadneedle Fair. So it was like a mini Renaissance fair inside the park. The place that you looted. Yes. Yes. <laughs> correct. I have discussed this before.
1: If you couldn't tell, we are nowhere near done discussing this one. Tune in next week for part two. Thanks so much for listening. Next time on All the Fucks. As a master babysitter. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> <That's terrible. laughs>
0: Never, ever, ever say those words again. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god.